Welcome to The Sustainable Life. It's Josh Bodek here with Nikisha Glover. Nikisha, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Josh. Um, good to be back. How are you? Glad to have you here. I'm very good. And we're acting as if we like just got on, but we've been talking for over half an hour about sustainability, leadership, and things like that. And I think it's fair to say an enjoyable conversation. Yes, fair to say. And But all that time, as much as I was enjoying that conversation, as much as we should have hit recorded for that, I'm really curious about how long, I haven't kept track of how long it's been. Yours is one of the longer commitments. Usually they're like in a two week to one month to maybe three month range, but yours, I feel like it's really not until the fall until things get edible that we really find out. But I think you've been planting some stuff. I think you've been doing stuff in the garden, but before we do that, before I would have asked you what the environment meant to you. And do you remember what prompted a commitment that you've, possibly been acting on possibly not I haven't found out what prompted I know we were getting to the end and we were trying to dig deeper in our conversation of something tangible um, that I could do and I remember I was sitting on a chair that's no longer in that same place anymore Um, I've been doing some moving of stuff around here but I was sitting in that chair and I kind of looked around And I was reminded that in my patio area, which is now this direction, (laughs) um, I'm like, you know, I've been wanting a um, garden. Like I I would like to have garden in my little patio area. So I don't really remember what led us up to that point, but I remember thinking and like just grasping at like of all the things that were on my plate and okay, what can I do that's relevant to the conversation that we're having right now? this garden that I've been saying that I want to do, I want to act on it. So before getting into the garden, I do want to go back a step because I remember, usually I listened to the last episode before this one, but I didn't do that this time. But I do know that you were talking a lot about things that weren't your personal experience or things that weren't nature. Like I remember the cement factory and impatience and outrage at how communities that you were in, that you knew people in were being hurt. And I insisted on, but what about your personal experience that you embraced, that you liked? And I remember it took a while, but then when it came out, there was a lot there, but I don't remember what it was, parks or green space. Well, I remember, because it's interesting, because I was not even thinking about the conversation that we would have today. I was uh, over at my grandparents' house yesterday, and... I was there with the person who's been helping me in this declutter renovation aspect. I believe I may have or may not have told you about what I'm trying to do by my birthday this year. I'm looking to renovate my home. And the person who's kind of been in here helping me prepare my home for it. We went to my grandparents' house yesterday to drop off the office that I'm no longer using, um, little like wood doors or whatever. Um, but even though I'm making more space in my home, it serves a purpose at my grandparents' home. So point being, that was the first time she was at my grandparents' home along with one of her business associates. And I had a friend with the truck. So this whole community around getting my house prepared for um, renovation, right? And while we were out there, she told me that she works three minutes away 
her full-time job. She works about three minutes away. She passes by my grandparents' neighborhood over the train tracks. Like that's the thing that if you're in that area, you're familiar with the train tracks that you got to cross over. So she's like, yeah, I'm three minutes up away this way. And I was like, yeah, this is like where I grew up. She was like, oh, wow, this is like really where you grew up. Yeah. And I said, from the driveway that I used to lay down on and look up at the clouds, take shape to the lightning bugs and catching them in the yard to the hill that I would roll down. And as I'm here with you today, I believe I may have mentioned those things in our last conversation Mm -hmm. around what connected me to that space. And to be able then to like share that moment, because she also shared with me that her family home that she grew up in has been long gone. Right. And so I think talking with you today is also gratitude, appreciation, uh, uh, maybe a little bit of mix of feelings also that everybody doesn't have that either you know like I think that was like the click with me and talking to her in that moment that I still have access to this place that colored my childhood it painted the childhood memories that I have today and I can still go back at any time and reconnect at any time that I want to I can share this experience with my son. I can share this experience with the new circle and community and friendships that I'm building back to that place. So perhaps that's where that conversation went. Perhaps I also went where that train I may have mentioned here. I don't know. The tracks, yeah. Yeah, the train tracks. Like, even to this day, you hear the train on the track and you know there's a certain direction out the neighborhood you cannot go. Like you have to go the longer route. Oh, there goes the train on the tracks kind of thing to the cement factory that is in in my aunt's neighborhood, which is like, for lack of a better way of saying it or trying to give you directional cues, it's not across the street or down the street, but maybe like within a mile from my grandparents' house. So we were constantly back and forth to my aunt's house when I think about growing up and going to grocery stores on Saturdays. And they called us the get-along gang because we did our grocery shopping together, my granny and her two sisters and her two aunts. And Both of those aunts have um, since passed away, but I'm reminded of in those like everyday actions or those weekly actions in the mix of that, there's a cement factory that now I know like it's not normal to have that as your neighbor and to breathe that in. And then as I'm talking with you, I think it makes me... I have not reconciled fully my feelings around I'm hurt, I'm sad, I'm mad with the attack on the people of Buffalo because I know what it means 
I know what it means to go grocery shopping on a Saturday. And I don't know what it means to not, to think that you won't go home from grocery shopping. And then connecting it back to, connecting it back to that community who I have learned that that is their only grocery store, that they had to fight for that grocery store also. And then I connect that back to when the major grocery stores started leaving our neighborhood and that access to healthy, fresh food wasn't so convenient anymore. Yeah, I'm going to take a period on that. <laughs> I, yeah, just before we hit record, I was talking about something and I was like, I'm half halfway to tears myself. And I think that uh, I want to put some context to our conversation when we hit record. And also for people listening later, your reference to Buffalo is to the shooting and to, uh, if I understand you right, was to the shooting and it was to, I'm not sure if everyone knows that it was a store that was like the last remaining store that was in otherwise a food insecure neighborhood. And um, I think you mentioned, if I heard in you, there was a connection with family and community and access to nature through food as well as sitting on the, I think you said on the driveway, mm-hmm. looking up at the clouds. I did. That I think you said that that's something you had, maybe not everyone has. And one of my experiences on this podcast and doing all these workshops and uh, sustainability leadership work is that I find that everyone's is unique, but everyone's connection is there. Rarely is that connection through what happens at 1.5 degrees of warming or 2.5 degrees of warming it's generally through their personal experience and it's usually very deep and meaningful. And that's why I wanted to spend a bit of time. I didn't mean to lead you to where you want to take a period, but that to reconnect, it's very, a lot of people, once they start acting, they're like, I suspect that there was some joy to become, uh, to come about talking about your garden and quickly they find that joy, but the root, I think it's really important to reconnect with that before getting into that because one listeners, I think, I think that, I mean, I'm listening to you and it's taking me back to where we used to get food when we were shopping when I was a kid and, you know, the neighbors up the block had the welfare peanut butter and it was really sweet. And as a kid, I was, it tasted really good. So I'd eat tons of it, but my parents wouldn't get that. They would only get peanuts. That's it. Maybe it could have salt added. And which I now, at the time, I was like, ah, I want the taste. I want the stuff that I, I like to eat by the spoonful. But now I appreciate the taste of peanuts. And it's just one example of many. But that's, what, you know, that's something that came to mind as you were saying that. And I think everyone gets that. And everyone can connect to those things. I think more than they can connect with the Great Pacific Garbage Patch or whatever they read about. And so I appreciate your sharing. I hope you felt comfortable sharing it. If I remember right, it was things like what you shared, like that now you shared before, and that led to what could you do? I prompted you, is there something you can do to act on those things? It's a cool, can I ask you what that led to, what you committed to, what you, what you wanted to do to act on this? 
Well, it led me to, I'm going to get a garden started, <laughs> right? And um, it'll report to you today that there is no garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think maybe kind of to the conversation we were ha- having before hitting record is that thing intrinsically that is happening. And I have noticed the conversations that I have with people are changing around this being something that I'm going to do, that I'm anticipating doing. There's not enough hours in the day, I think sometimes. So maybe I approached it and I like, cause I think I'm looking back. I think the last time we talked was February. So I, I was very ambitious and hopeful thinking by May, the garden will be started in some way and it's not. But if I look closely, if I look closely around my life, the space to create the garden is opening up. I've talked to a number of people, I've talked to a number of people who they love to garden and they have the tools and they'll help me. And it's a matter of us picking that out a day. I remember um, talking to this one friend who we, by the time we got through talking, we were like, yeah, we'll have a glass of wine and put the garden together. We just got to find time between our two busy schedules. So I think in this process, I have found the willing, um, those who are willing to be a part. Um, And I guess to the conversation also that we were having earlier, um, my teammates in this. And then again, if I look closer, my son has been in his gardening club at school. He's in fourth grade. This is the first year. I didn't even know they had a garden club before this year. So this might be the first year that they're doing a gardening club at his school. But it started sometime between the last time we talked and today, his uh, participation in the gardening club. And he's slowly been bringing his plants home. And so while we might not have a garden on the patio he's got his little plants that he's caring for around the house and last or this past Tuesday was the last day of the gardening club as they prepare to go on summer vacation and when he got into the car he told me about the last day how they picked the lettuce and they picked the peppers, and I believe they also picked strawberries, and they made a salad, and they were able to enjoy the salad um, through what they grew, and he told me that he was told that he can come back over the summer and pick whatever he wants to pick from the garden, and to come back and check on it over the summer, so I think this is like If I look closely at my life and the things that are happening around me after saying this is what I want to do, it might not come in the way that I had imagined it, but it's shaping up 
bigger than I had imagined because I asked my my son, do you want to continue to maybe check on the garden? Because it's every Tuesday that he was going to the garden um, club. You want to continue to come up here and check on the garden Tuesdays this summer? He was like, yeah, so that's going to be something that we'll do. I don't know if it'll be every Tuesday, but at least once a week, we can go to the garden at his school, maybe even ride bikes there. Because as I look across, like we got bikes. My tire has been fixed on my bike. His bike, um, we got one that fits his new size because he had his little Spider-Man bike forever, but he's got a bike that fits his size. And maybe that can be our way of having our garden experience until there is this one that's in our patio area. But being able to look at the gardens that are around me, I think is a a way that I don't think I would have been looking at it prior to our our conversations that we've been having. First, I want to appreciate that I want to say that I appreciate your sharing that you didn't do it because listeners of this podcast, regular listeners have heard me say that one of the reasons I like to bring people who have led is that they're more comfortable with putting their vulnerabilities out there. And a goal of this podcast is not to say, just do this and it's done. It's easy. It's hard. We face challenges. We, we say we're going to do something and when we say it, we really mean it, but then later we realize there's other things. And, but leaders also stick with it and they keep, they come back and they don't, you know, a big part of this is what happens when, it's not as easy as we thought. What happens when it's not as rewarding as we thought, when things come up? Now, I also believe that if I hear you right, so you said time, things keep getting, getting in the way. I predict that sometime in the not too distant future, and I put my money where is. Anyone who's listening to this, can, you can bet with me because I'm just going to take your money, including you, Nikisha. I'll bet you that in not too long from now, you will say things like, I put off other things in order to do this. And the other things were things that now you consider more important. And you can simply do it yourself and win the bet, but you won't be able to because you'll enjoy the gardening too much. And if it connects, you know, in your case, it's not, if I hear you right, it's not just random gardening. It's restoring something lost from something deeply valuable to you. And now if I misread and maybe it doesn't really connect that way, then I could lose the bet. But if it's really connected there, then one, you'll feel that connection. And two, all of what that came from, the joys of food and preparing stuff yourself and the family that comes with it and the connection and the community and sense of place. I think that that'll be there. And I think you're going to look back and say, and again, you can prove me wrong and win money from me. that you'll look back and say, those other things that I said were more important, some of them will remain more important, but some of them you'll think, what was that? And I say that from experience of all these things that I kept doing and feeling like I can't give this up. Like I'm not flying. How can I give up seeing all these places all around the world? But I don't want to pollute. And I do want to, you know, for me, I have all my, my sledding hill and things like that. And, I want to protect and conserve those things. And then after I live by my deeper values, I realized that the superficial values that weren't as important, but that I was paying more attention to because I live in a culture that values, super, that values those things. I look back now, I'm like, I wish I'd stopped earlier. I was getting less of what I wanted, not more. So I predict that 
from the way you're talking, something like that is going to happen. That, and also, I, you know, I've got this little garden on the windowsill and as you were talking, I, at first I started feeling better because I do these workshops and people do the work, do the, the method back to the A method back to me. And one of my things was to plant, I'd never grown beans. So I planted three beans. At first I sprouted the beans, a couple died and I put some more in. So I got these three bean stalks growing over there and it's, I love it. Right? It's, it's so simple. It's, it's little, I mean, people grow a lot more than that. But, all right, look, I'll, I'm going <laughs> to, but you didn't plant anything and I planted three beans. So I got you on that, right? That, that made me feel really good. But also we have this connection of like, we're both planting things. And I know that what I got out of three beans and I got 500 square feet and not a whole lot of, I got a decent amount of light, but not, it's not like a, a 24, it's not like an outdoor garden. And I think you're going to get a lot more than three beans pretty soon. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. If nothing else. Some of these things take like two or three months to grow. They can be quick. At minimum, at minimum, we're going to, I I think my mind, not even I think, my mind is made up because I've been wanting to make this bike ride from my home Mm -hmm. to my child's school anyway. And now part of why I haven't done it is one, like, well, that might not be so realistic to use that as the means of taking him to school because like, what if I need to be somewhere by a certain time? Like how we get the bike back? Overthinking, like I'll basically say what it probably is, overthinking the process instead of just doing it. But I think now being able to have summer on our side without having to have so many parameters around where we got to be by what time um like in both of our schedules I think the summer kind of frees us up being able to have that experience to make that bike ride from my home to his school with less traffic because I think that's another thing it's kind of a lot of traffic in the direction between my home to his school and having a reason to get there like we have to go tend to that garden because that's something that he started. We want to enjoy what was planted from the garden so that it doesn't go to waste, so to speak. Like, and we've been offered to pull from the garden and maybe that will be the inspiration or the model of like, oh, that's all that was done to get this. Like, we could do it too, I guess is what I'm saying. We could do it here in our space. But in the meantime, that serves as something tangible that we can still have the experience associated with having a garden. And then like to that point around like the community that exists, we don't know who we may see or meet along the way of our travels going back and forth. But I feel, to your point around taking the bet, I feel pretty confident that we're going to make that bike ride between our home and his school. I'm thinking, I find it valuable when I want to do something, I haven't done it yet. Someone holds me accountable, I feel gratitude toward them. If I hold you accountable and I say like, what are we going to do at what time? Is that something that would help you in the way that it would help me if someone did that with me? 
I'm going to tell you, I tell people all the time, I missed something yesterday because it wasn't on my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it's not happening. So, so I use Calendly as my tool for uh, scheduling mm-hmm. everything that happens in life. And so I actually have, to your point, this could probably be what gets me closer to the gardening too. I have like one of the calendar types set for what I call, it's a space for like work dates, collaboration dates, like all the things that I want to experience in life in general and trying to find time within like all the other things that I find myself saying yes to um, that I probably should limit how much things I'm saying yes to. But like, because these things are so important to me, the ability to have time for working out, like workout dates is on there too. Like having time to experience that with friends and family and anybody in between to really carve out that time in my life so it can happen. So to your question, I know I'm answering in a long-winded way. Yes, and I have just the tool for us to do it. Like I need to use my Calendly to be able to schedule that time because once it's on my calendar, it does happen. If it's not on my calendar these days, I find myself like my ability to retain it is limited to how much capacity I have on that given day. But if it's on my calendar, I am more accountable to it getting done. Then you know your priorities for things other than planting a garden better than I do. And sometimes people, when they're talking to me, they feel like, oh, I'll do it no matter what. But then when they hang up, they're like, oh, maybe not. So if we get something, is there something we could, based on your knowledge of your life, and and it sounds like there's something you want to do here, can we get something on that you would like and once it's on that if i read you right that it'll be done if so what will we put on and for when that is my goal look as you're as much as I'm, i talk i'm oh, sorry as you're talking i'm pulling up my calendly but please go on <laughs> well mo- most of the time i talk about leadership and role models and things like that but sometimes you got to get down into logistics and low-level management because leadership without management you know, with a lot of dreaming, management without leadership, you get a lot of bureaucracy. Is there something we could put down that you can put down that would be tangible? That, and I don't know what the end result was. I think it was something like eating vegetables in uh, homegrown vegetables in August. I think we talked about that before. I mean, I don't remember if that's what I said, but like, it sounds good to me. <laughs> I would love to be able to have have a cucumber and soak them in vinegar that I grew from my own garden with my own hands. Like, and I don't know if this is a season for cucumbers, but I think cucumbers can grow. I guess I'd have to do my research. But if not a cucumber, I like bell peppers too, or fruit. Yeah. Or spinach. Look, as I start to plot out all the things that I want inside of my garden. <laughs> What's going to go on the calendar? Calendly, isn't that for scheduling phone calls or meetings? Well, it's scheduling my life. (laughs) Okay. So what's going to go into Calendly right now so that we can have a conversation at some point and hear how it went? So do, let's see. Trying to see which one I should do. Because this one's going to be with my son also. 
that we're going to do it. So I got a special, like one of those calendars with specifically where we can have our own time together as well. So I'm going to use that calendar type that I have for him. And maybe he said by August. Okay. I'm looking at June. Yeah, what's the first actionable step? Is it going to the store and buying seeds? Is it oh, that organizing people to bring the soil or? That part. I think it is, and now it doesn't depend on just my calendar. I have a friend that I think I want to pick up with her and actually do what we said we were going to do. And that was to have the wine and come plant the garden. Mm -hmm. And so I think the first thing for me to do is to get with her and see what her availability is. Because for me, like I said, like I've been talking to a number of people, like I've got my teammates that are ready, willing, have access. I think it's a matter of me following up on what they offer as well. And so as I... Now, I would... I don't know you and your friends, but I know that I would... If I depend on them, things can come up. So I'd want to do something where I'm going to do it. And if they join me, great. If they don't join me, I'm still going to do it. Okay. And actually working with people in this exercise a lot, when people say it depends on someone else, the chances of it not happening are very high. That's not to say they can't involve other people, but if, if you depend on the other person, then it might not get done for reasons beyond your control. And so I try to steer people toward things that, that are totally under their control. That doesn't mean you can't involve them. It just means their involvement isn't, it doesn't break it. You know, it's not necessary. Okay. And it also makes them, I find that that makes it more fun because then you're not like, is that going to show up or not? Or things like that. So I'm sure if you planted the stuff on your own, you could still have wine and celebrate <laughs> it. It's more fun, my friends. I would say then to that point, there are supplies that are going to be needed. And so picking a day to go gather supplies, whether they are supplies that I am borrowing or there are supplies that I may have to purchase. Um, I think to your point, that would be the first step is gathering all the supplies that will make for me having a garden here. And I'm looking on my calendar now as we speak to see mm -hmm. when that makes sense to do. And am I pushing you? Is this unwelcome? Is it, are people might be listening thinking like, wow, Josh is really cracking the whip there. <laughs> but I think I'm helping. Mm -hmm. It is pushing. And I will say that not only is it pushing, that is that accountability that's coming out. It's that helping that's coming out. I mean, people, I'm the type of person that some things, like there's some, many things that I can take lead on without a problem. That's not a problem. But sometimes, I need my hand held a little bit to be able to overcome what may be a perceived barrier or a perceived obstacle in doing so. And so I find it to be helpful 
to be that thought partner with me at this time. Like, well, how are we going to get this done? You say you want to do this. And like, you're forcing me to consider like that. I don't have to wait on others to do it. I can make up my mind to do it and it live within me. And it's a matter of like, just pick a time on your calendar and put it on your calendar and go for it. Great. Now I'm going to cut you off because we both know we have 10 minutes left in this call. And I'm going to stop you from talking. Sorry to have interrupted you, but let's get this thing on the calendar. I was definitely looking at my calendar while you were talking, while I was talking still. I think I was going back and forth in my head, like, okay, which day is the best day to do it? I think maybe I feel, I don't know if the word is anxiety. It's just like, I'm getting ready to put this on the calendar, but like, what else am I supposed to be doing on Sunday? Cause I'm really close to saying I can do it Sunday morning. Matter of fact, I'm going to do next Sunday, the 29th, either that Sunday or that Monday, because that Monday is um, a holiday. And so I'm going to put it on my calendar for Sunday morning at 10 a.m. if I'm being realistic, because like I was going to put nine, but I feel like that there is a chance that I might not be up and at the store by nine, but maybe by 10 Sunday, I can. So it's picking up seeds and tools and dirt. And I got dirt already. So maybe it's like some mix of inventory of what I've already got. What do I need? Like definitely figuring out what it is that I need. That's what I'm doing at 10 o'clock on next Sunday. I'm figuring out what I need, what I already have, and then going to purchase anything that I don't have access to. And I just confirmed it. Okay. So that works for you. So we have a plan. And is that enough to start that if we schedule when, if the next one is when you, after you've eaten something that you planted, is that enough to get you going to, that we could schedule that? To eat something after I planted it? I don't know. Yeah, if our next conversation is... Oh, the next conversation. Yes, the next conversation could be that. But I don't know that I have a date that I could give you on that yet. Let's Well, let's schedule that after hanging up. Yeah. After stopping recording, but before hanging yeah. up. And uh, is this enough to get you going that it will... For whenever those vegetables come that you can eat or fruit, that you'll be able to... Putting that on the on the calendar is enough for you to get the process going that something edible will enter your mouth that came out of the, your dirt. Yes. It, this is enough to get the process going because it's on my calendar now. Okay. And it's a commitment. Then I propose. Great. And am I right in reading that there's a smile on your face right now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I believe that I've read you right. And if I'm playing a leadership role, a management role, then I've let and manage you in a way that's effective for you. You know what? <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was fun. What did I do? Leadership. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's all about creating leaders. And I mean, I'd love to taste the vegetables that come out. I'd love to hear how you love the vegetables, but I'd much rather hear about your son and all the people in your life gardening as well mm-hmm. and teaching others to garden or, you know, whatever it is for them. Mm-hmm. 
this podcast is about leadership and it's about creating leaders who create leaders and create leaders and so forth. And in your case, gardening is one access point mm-hmm. and community and food and the things that you had that the access isn't there anymore, but it can be restored. Mm-hmm. Shall we wrap up here? I think that's and the place to a good note to end on. All right. Any last message or any message of like looking forward of what's going to happen for listeners to remember you by until the next time? I think I'm reminded of, and I wish I had the exact words. He, he would do such a much better job of saying this than I would at this point, but soul nation, which is my nonprofit. We had a summit back in April And one of our speakers talked about being a good neighbor as the solution to our environmental issues and to getting to a point where environmental justice happens. And he framed it in a lens of right now, the way that we've gotten to a place where there's so many environmental injustices and so many communities are hurting. And there's just so much that we're experiencing socially as well is rooted in our lack of seeing each other and our lack of being good neighbors. And so I think that would be something, a message that I'd like to spread from which was spread to me is to consider how we see each other and to consider how we can be better neighbors. Well, that really ties the gardening into a bigger picture. And if, I, if I've read that right. And so, and she's nodding yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nakisha Glover, thank you very much. And I look forward to hearing next time. Thank you, Joshua. How many people are bringing a message of joy from what everyone calls saving the environment, but I call the future? Step by step, this podcast is creating a culture of joy, community, and connection around sharing and acting on our environmental values. Again, there's no profit in buying and wasting less, but we'll all love our lives and relationships more when we do. I can use your support. Please donate at joshuaspodick.com slash donate. Again, that's joshuaspodick.com slash donate.